If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood... Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! This is the CP Shit Show. Ho, ho. Hey, welcome to the very special Magic Edition Christmas 2019 of the CP Shit Show. Gentlemen, I, if everybody else is sticking with it, just like Fruitcake, how boys are you doing? Very well. Thanks for saying magic, by the way, because I love that. It's a special night. It is. <laughs> Got nothing. Holy cow, you two are off the hook tonight. I just love Christmas, and here we are. CP Shit Show Christmas Show. Um, Christmas songs. It's that time of year. Yeah, right? yeah. What's your favorite, Kev? Well, I kind of rank them, you know, you were asking about this before, and I kind of rank them like when I go to the mall. If I walk into the mall and there's a, a tune playing, which usually happens about the end of October, um, if it puts me in like a Christmas shopping kind of mood, I'm thinking I must like that one. If it makes me want to leave the mall immediately, it must be one that I didn't like. And hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, uh, I was going down my list of... Uh, of things and uh, kind of looking at Christmas tunes. I'm more of a traditional Christmas guy, uh, so I think "Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree" by Brenda Lee is one of my all-time favorites. That's a good one. You know why? Because it starts a lot of albums. Yeah, and I think it's in the Home Alone uh, when he's dancing yep. uh, in the living room. Yep. Yeah. I just found it funny that you said traditional Christmas and "Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree," not some like religious Jesus-based one. Because that, wouldn't that be more traditional? Well, you want to go there? I'll go Nat King Cole, the Christmas song. There, I like that one. That song, it's got to be the Nat King Cole version. Yeah, for I, me. I tried to listen to the Frank Sinatra one because you know Frank is Frank, but no, it doesn't uh, do it like uh, old Nat. Yep. And Mel Torme, who wrote it, doesn't even do justice to it. The no. Way Correct. The Velvet Fog? The Velvet Fog himself. Nice. And I guess, uh, thirdly, uh, if you want a more modern one, uh, as far as I'm going to go, is the Eagles doing Please Come Home for Christmas. Uh, I can't get around anything after that from like the 90s forward. Forget about it. John? Good uh, ones? Bad ones? I, Let's hear uh, your good ones. My good ones, I like uh, I like uh, Burl Lives' Holly Jolly Christmas. I know okay. uh, that may not be a favorite to some people, but uh, I, I just like his voice. It's an old traditional Christmas voice. Probably reminds you of the uh, the show that it was on, which is what the hell was it? Frosty. Frosty? No, no, no. It's a Rudolph. Rudolph. I think it's in Rudolph. Yeah, okay. I don't really like that, but I like the song. It's a he's got a good uh, voice for an old guy. And the only you know, reason I know of Burl Lives is for that song. Yep. Does he have other stuff? Like, does he sing got, like you know? Campfire songs and shit. I don't even know. I'm not a Burl Lives fan. I just thought that Creston was, uh, He's or that one, song was good. One hit wonder. Well, I think he had a couple of Christmassy tunes, but that was it. I don't know what else. And I'll Google it while you guys are talking. Yeah. Any right. any others that you kind of like? No. 
<laughs> just stick to the one side. Oh, it's like your Joe Bonamassa tape. You just got the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Joe puts out a Christmas album, then that'll be uh, my favorite. <laughs> That's right. That goddamn Christmas tape is stuck in that car again. Yeah, exactly. Jeff, uh, which ones are the ones that you like? Um, I think right now one of my favorite songs is, uh, it's a nice little driving song. As a matter of fact, it's called Driving Home for Christmas. That's probably not a song too many people know. You guys probably don't know it. It's just a happy, bouncy, I'm in a good mood kind of song, and I just like it. By the way, uh, Burl Ives also does uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, yeah, okay. And, I don't like that And one, Silver and Gold. Silver and Gold's a good oh, one. Oh, yes. Silver and Gold. Other than that, they're just overtures and extended mixes nice. of the other three. Nice. Yeah. Um, second would have to be the Nat King Cole that you mentioned before, the Christmas song, for sure. Oh, the, sure, uh, the sure. Christmas song, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a hundred others, depends what moods I'm in, which brings us around to what can you not stand in the way of a Christmas song? There are so many bad ones out there. Yeah. You wonder how they get on the radio and why people listen to them? Yeah, now one of the things that I, I do uh, I do like in general is I like when they do a blues version, so you can go on Spotify, you put in Blues Christmas, and you know it's just got blues players playing, all that stuff. They can make any bad song sound good. People that can't make a good song, or people that can make a good song sound bad. Madonna, Santa Babies. I want to stick icicles in my friggin' eyes when I hear that song. If I'm in a mall and I'm heading out, I'll kick Santa on the way out the door when I hear that. It is a tad annoying, that one. She takes it over there. Last Christmas by Wham. Again, you know, not uh, not a fan. Puts me in a non-Christmas mood. But uh, those are sort of modern ones, like I mentioned earlier, anything current. we got to go back to uh, uh, classic sort of Christmas stuff that I can't stand. I'm going to say... Classic stuff that you can't stand, okay. I'm going to say White Christmas by Perry Como. That one, it puts me to sleep, but not in a good mood. You're probably thinking of the most overdone white Christmas ever which is Bing Crosby no I'm thinking Perry Como really yeah Perry Como is like you could take anything and turn it into dirge it's awful <laughs> okay what do you hate John well I hate that I just found out that Joe Bonamassa does have a Christmas oh, album and I, I just hate download, that more than you I'm do, just though. downloading it for free so I may have to go back and change my favorite song <laughs> oh, um, I can't stand that stupid hillbilly redneck Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Just the thought of that makes my blood boil. I cannot stand that song. It's just so Central Ontario hickish. Yeah, that's yeah. It's straight to hell for you. Yeah, I gotta say, I'll I'll pile on that. I, I yeah, I don't like that either. Oh, it's just dreadful. What the what any the... old tune done by a modern artist? I'm sure every Taylor Swift Christmas song is garbage. Mariah Carey's are garbage. Well, nobody like... ruins Christmas like Mariah Carey. No. <laughs> oh, Jesus Blake Shelton's giving it a run. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I'll play one that you probably haven't heard. This is called Dominic the Donkey, the Italian Christmas Donkey. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the Donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas Donkey. What the fuck does any of that have to do with Christmas? So, is that one you don't like? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be on the radio at Christmas or any time. What I'd like to know though, Jeff, other than a song that nobody else has heard, what one do you not like? The one I can't stand is the hippopotamus one. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't and even know that one. What? I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Go fuck yourself at Christmas. I don't know. Maybe that's not the second Tell one. Tell you, uh, I, hate I that song. haven't hung around your Christmases before because that's. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like you want Jeff to. spends a lot of the Christmas at the zoo. It sounds I was going like. to say, it sounds like a zoo <laughs> Christmas that you, you see. Yeah, you got the Dominic yeah. the donkey. Anyways, I don't and know what Zabuma the hell. Christmas. <laughs> Was big. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of crap out there. I think you get a lot of favorite Christmas stuff from listening, sorry, from watching movies. Hey, feel free, uh, you podcast listeners, to uh, shoot us a uh, tweet or uh, an email or a Facebook post or something on our site letting us know what your favorite Christmas tune is and your least favorite Christmas tune. And maybe, you know, we'll use it as a musical sample somewhere in the uh, future. Yeah. Next Christmas. <laughs> no, no, we can keep this thing going all uh, summer long. Okay, guys, so on my list of things to talk about for tonight, I had Christmas shopping or Christmas movies. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? Oh, fuck, I don't care. Uh, Christmas <laughs> movies. So Christmas movies you've seen so far this year or are looking forward to seeing, and when are you going to see them? I don't understand the question. So then I'll just move to John. and then Survey we'll see if you can says. Pick it up. <laughs> so, John, uh, what, uh, what Christmas movie do you like uh, watching around this time of year, notwithstanding the best movie of all time, Christmas Vacation. After that, where are we at? Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's one of my favorites, Christmas Vacation. That's uh, fantastic. Uh, next on my list has got to be Die Hard, the greatest Christmas story ever told. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Uh, I like Scrooge. Was Baby Jesus in that one? I don't think so. Was Baby Jesus in... Uh, Scrooge? Yes. No, was Baby Jesus in Christmas Vacation? Yes, I'm sure they mentioned his name. Clark does. Oh, okay. He says Jesus a lot. His baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, Lethal Weapon's got to be a Christmas movie because it took place at Christmas, too, the original Lethal Weapon. So have you seen any of these movies yet? I haven't watched any of yet this year. <laughs> the only one I've seen was the half a movie I watched with you and Kara outside in yep. the freezing cold, which was Elf. Never got through the second half. Yeah, so. that's probably my one of my go-to movies, Elf. I love Elf. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. It's, uh, every time I watch it, I'm becoming more and more of a fan. You know what I do, though? I always look forward to putting a movie on. I get all excited. I say, oh, this is going to be great. I get a coffee or a beer or whatever, and the tree's on and the fire's going. And I, the part I look forward to is falling asleep during the movie. <laughs> uh, see, I find Elf is much like my all-time favorite movie of all time, Nacho Libre. The more you watch it, the more the subtlety of of uh, the comedian comes out of Will Ferrell, yep. just like the Jack Black. You see more and more little things. You pick them up, the little innuendos, the little things. I'm starting to think of good parts of Elf that I now I want to watch the second half because the second half is a good half. Well, here's something to look for. You notice the uh, the guy, I can't think of his name, he's the uh, the manager at the store when he's up and he's talking to Will and, he, uh, and he's saying, you seen this? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty good, eh? <laughs> okay, you notice he's got a name tag on. His name tag is Wanda. <laughs> okay yeah so look for that movie trivia yeah behind the scenes yeah so uh so jeff since i'm gonna skip right over you um i like the uh, scrooge movie like johnny uh, i'm also a big fan of the uh, the christmas story i triple dog dare you yeah uh, ralphie uh, you're gonna shoot your eye out yeah that's what john doesn't you gotta watch that one john I don't, i've never i know which one you mean i've never seen yeah it. yeah we, we mentioned it last last time i am gonna invite you over when we uh we fire up the old movie my wife's favorite is a christmas carol the original with uh alistair sim yeah and we watch it we have to watch it every christmas eve she puts it on and just like clockwork i fall asleep right around the time when the uh, ghost of christmas present comes around i'm out yeah. right i think that's I think that was 1939. Holy shit. That's a good movie. That's a good version. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And you know the, the the funny thing about it is, is Alistair Sim, although he comes across as a drunk, he he doesn't drink at all. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of Foster Brooks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yet another version of that movie. Yeah. No, I haven't seen much yet. I I got a lot of catching up to do. I'm gonna have to at this point. I'm gonna have to be selective because there ain't enough time left, really. What with all the podcasts. So, do you have a on. favorite movie? Um, definitely Scrooged. We yeah. really didn't talk about that one. It's got. It's, I mean, anything with Bill Murray, right? Throw yeah. Bill Murray and Christmas together, bam, <laughs> you got a Christmas miracle. Now, I have to kill all of you. The other one I was going to mention, Four Christmases. Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, great movie. And it happens to have two country stars in it, Toit Yoakam and Tim McGraw. But you didn't yeah. know that. I did not know that. What about the one there, uh, Christmas with the Cranks, with uh, oh. uh, Tim, Tim uh, Allen? Horrible. Have you seen it? <laughs> the best part is when horrible. he falls off the roof with that goddamn snowman. I don't know. I can't make it through the whole movie. It's just, it's, they're pushing the acting. It's just shit. It's crap. I don't want it around here. Get it off the wall. Yep. Somebody's, uh, yeah. Somebody's, somebody's, coming somebody's writing in. Hey, hello, caller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop oh, now. Oh, they stop. do not like Jeff's opinion on these Christmas movies. <laughs> No, I, uh, yeah, but I mean, I think Movies that, you hate. Okay. Well, Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, that's a okay. bad one. I didn't like uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, God, well, we've like, watched that already a few that. times. Yeah, I don't mind that. The second one, the, the, anytime they sequel those. That's the Santa Claus 2 or the Santa yeah. Claus 3. Oh, what? There were three of those? Oh, yeah. The second one was Dread. Hey, hold Whatever on, hold one on. was the one with Martin Short. Yeah, I don't find him funny at all. Oh, yeah, that's, Mr. Frost or something oh, like that. Now, awful. hold on, we haven't talked, spoken about the best... Absolutely best Christmas movie ever made. Yes. I know what you think it's Die Hard. I'm no, talking no. about Home Alone. Oh. oh, well, that's not the best. The best is Christmas Vacation. We yes. already tapped that one out. Yeah, but Home, Alone, Home Alone. There are so many bests. Home Alone no. is a classic, too. Yeah. Christmas, Kevin and I outvote you two to one. It's Christmas Vacation. I've always oh. wanted to take a trip down to wherever that house is. It's in a suburb of Chicago. I wanted to go down just to look at the house. It's a very Christmassy movie, the whole thing. I wouldn't try and break in. No. It didn't go well for those other no, two guys. No, it didn't. Okay, so how is that a Christmas movie and Die Hard's not? They tried to break into Nakatomi Towers. These guys tried to break into Kevin's house. One's an office building, then that doesn't make it a Christmas movie? Just because uh, John McClane has a little bit of police training, now suddenly it's not a Christmas movie? Some kids taking on uh, bad guys, and that's a Christmas movie? Was there a tree fort involved? There was trees all over the place. Ho-ho-hos and hats and eggnog. Did they jump on smashed ornaments and crush John McClane's feet, feet got destroyed from the freaking glass when hands shot it all out. Pretty much the same Shoot as the as, glass. Pretty much the same as uh, broken Christmas balls, right there. Johnny's got you. I don't know how, but you're starting to convince me a little bit. Right there, just thing. saying. If take your favorite Christmas movie, and I can I can one up it on every occasion with Die Hard. Now, while I'm thinking about this, have you guys heard of this? Well, it's kind of a tradition. You're probably going to tell me. Yeah, everybody knows this. A lot of people on Christmas Day go to see a movie. Yeah, my uh, my wife's brother used to do that, or maybe it was New Year's, but in, in, I think he did Christmas too, uh, late at night. To me, that sounds crazy. Well, it's, uh, it is. You know what? As I was talking to my wife about this, she said, it's probably invented by wives to get everybody the hell out of the house while they're trying to get everything ready, and that makes a lot of sense. I've heard of it. I've never done it. I've always wanted to do it. Uh, maybe this year. I don't think I have anything going on Christmas Day itself, so... I just feel sorry for the people that have to work that day. I mean, you know, certain things have to be open. You got to have your liquor store open. Canadian Tire's got to be open. All the important things have to be open. I don't think Christmas. the liquor store is open. What? I'd have to think that perhaps the people that are working are not people that celebrate Christmas. 
Or they liked the double time. It was Christmas, and everyone was feeling merry. So she left. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Me Too moment brought to you by Jeff Hobson. I'll take credit for that. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to get you something this year, though, Kev. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Thank goodness. What what kind of gift, gift is that? that? Keeps on giving right. the whole year through. <laughs> that it is, Edwards. That it is. <laughs> okay, do you guys? Uh, no, no, no judging here. Do you go to church at Christmas? Uh, no. It's been a while. It's I been s- a while. We used to, and when the kids were little, we thought you know they were brought up in the Catholic school system, so they spent a lot of time in church and stuff like that through the school system. Um, but as a family, we've kind of, that's kind of petered out. We started becoming holiday Christians and then, uh, the holiday, I got to the point where, and it's true, you know, you, you decide, well, I'm going to go to the Christmas holiday extravaganza at the church, which everybody else decides to do. You get there, you can't get a parking spot. So you drop your wife off and the kids at the door, you end up trying to find them in the throng of people that have come and they're going... We can't get a seat, so you're standing at the back of the church. One time we're standing in the friggin' lobby, and I can't hear, so I'm standing there going like, why the hell am I even here? I can't see the dude. I can't give a donation. I'm not getting anything out of this. I could be at home, like, enjoying myself listening to, uh, you know, the... Uh, Barney. <laughs> Christmas Christmas music that I do enjoy. Yeah, you, same thing. You? So you pretty much just described us and what we do and what we used to do, for sure. Um one of the reasons we don't go to church anymore is because because I kind of got thrown out on Christmas Eve. Oh, really? Yeah, so we go and like you said you get one of the seats at the back and you can't really see and you're just kind of you're not paying attention, you're falling asleep a lot and all that kind of stuff. The priest is telling the Christmas story, the manger, Mary, all that good stuff, and out of the blue something caught my ear and I turned to my buddy Kent <laughs> sitting next to me barely able to keep himself awake i said now keep in mind that the priest was uh east indian <laughs> so i turned to kent and i said uh did the priest just say virgin <laughs> lost it we got thrown out of the church for laughing at him saying virgin take your your you know non-christian business out of the church kind of Kind of Please thing. leave your donation in the bin on the way out, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's well, that's, a, that's a pretty good story. Well, it's one of the reasons we don't go anymore. Embarrassment, yeah. Christmas embarrassment. I don't know anything. Johnny, Presbyterians. What about you? You ever go to church? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not at Christmas. I stopped going to church on Sunday school when I was like six or seven because uh, I didn't want to go to church anymore. And uh, my option was uh, you can go to church or you can help your dad cut the grass. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like an awesome trade-off. I will help him cut the grass. So that's when my love affair with lawn maintenance started. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, born and bred, died in the wool, atheists don't don't go. But I don't, I like uh, the Christmas traditions and the uh, getting together with family now. When I was a kid, I was all about the presents, as we so all were. You like sure. the good stuff. You yeah. just don't want to have to do the bad stuff. Exactly. You don't do so, the heavy lifting. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm a <laughs> behaving Catholic. I just don't call myself a Catholic. Like uh-huh. the rest of you who do the same thing, but call yourself <laughs> religious. Again, you just not take Catholic. the good stuff and, you know. <laughs> not Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Or a Christian, whatever. I, we're, well, I'm Protestant. Yeah, it's not catholic it's Christmas, yeah. right? See, I'm Protestant. Oh, the I think I think Protestant stands for go to church as least as possible. And you sit down the whole time. It's none of this up and down, up and down. 
you don't even have to learn that you know uh, what what the hell is it spectacles testicles wallet and, and watch yeah. that's the one that's the one so <laughs> we didn't have to learn that see I'm more religious than you I know all the traditions the I only just reason don't them the only reason we go to church the Protestants go to churches to get hatched matched or dispatched other than that don't need to go I don't have anything uh, Merry Christmas everybody yeah, oh, yeah exactly so enjoy whatever however you celebrate your Christmas whether you go to church or not but uh, have a good one. Merry Christmas from Kevin, Stink, Jeff, Stank, and John, Stunk, at the CP Shit Show. Light Bright, the toy that lets you create beautiful pictures with light. Light with colorful pegs that glow with light. Light bulb not included. Make people, animals, things. And with refills, Bugs Bunny or Bozo the Clown. You can make lots of pretty pictures with Light Bright from Hasbro. I'm Dennis Jackman, and you're listening to the CP Shit Show. All right, Dennis, I'm going to ask you the nine tough questions of the week. So uh, what do you do, and where do you work? I work for the uh, Canadian Armed Forces. I'm uh, like a telecommunications technician. Excellent. I uh, feel safer already. There you go. Uh, what profession other than that would you like to do? I'd be a professional gol- golfer. A golfer? Ah, nice. Uh, I saw you on men's night, though, yeah. so we're not sure. No. Uh, what, are you not, uh, what are you not very good at? Being a goalie tonight. Tonight? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, most of the time, you stopped me on the break on the breakaway. At the end. At the end. It was too late. Yeah. Uh, favorite hockey player growing up? Doug Gil- Gilmore. Dougie Gilmore, Mr. Kingston, ninety-three. Uh, favorite player in the CPSHL? Sean Manson. Sean <laughs> the Hammer Manson, nice. <laughs> Mr. Shitbeer. Hey, Mr. Shitbeer. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Die Hard. Die Hard. It is the best Christmas movie. John will love you for that. Favorite beer? I'm a Bud Light guy. Oh, you're a shit beer guy, too. I'm a shit beer guy, too, yeah. Nice. Kind of like this bush light right now, though. It's yeah, yeah. King can. Beautiful. Give me a little-known fact about yourself or a myth that you would like to debunk. Uh, a fact? I ate a dinner with the Governor Gen- General in 2003, and I ate her food. You ate the, her food? She, food? she yeah, cooked it? Nope. It was her plate, and I took it and ate it. <laughs> uh, what do you like about the town, the most about uh, the town of Carlton Place? Uh, it's much like home. It's a small town. Uh, a lot of good dudes around. A lot of fun things to do. Nice. It's good. Thanks, Dennis, and appreciate that, and we'll see you on the ice. Right on. Cool. I'm Darren Stall, and you're listening to the CP Shit Show. All right, Darren, uh, I'm going to ask you the nine tough questions of the week. So where do you work, and what do you do? I'm an electrician, and I work in Ottawa, and I uh, do condos and apartment buildings. Nice. All wired up. Uh, what profession other than that would you like to do? Ah, oh, hockey player. Everybody wants to be a hockey player. It's a pretty glorious life. Not bad. Uh, what are you not very good at? Uh, probably uh, drywall work. Not a very good drywall. I'm not French, so <laughs> that's probably the reason why. And uh, who was your favorite hockey player going up? I bet you it wasn't a French guy. No, it was Johnny Bauer. He taught me for 10 years there, goal, goaltending in school. So nice. I'm say Johnny Bauer. Johnny Bauer. Yeah. 
Okay, and in the uh, CPSHL, who's your favorite player? I'm gonna have to say Big Chucky. Chucky. Another goaltender knows how to stop rubber. Hey, yeah, you gotta yeah. give the goalies some yeah. love. Oh, yeah, you gotta give them love. Chucky loves the love. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Jeez, it's gotta be The Grinch. The Grinch? Yeah. Uh, with the uh, Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey, yeah. Jim okay. Carrey's good. Uh, favorite beer? I like Moosehead. Moosehead beer. Yeah. East Coast guy. Yes, sir. Uh, give me a little known fact about yourself or a myth that you would like to debunk. Well, I look like a miserable son of a bitch sometimes, but I'm not that bad. <laughs> I'm a pretty easygoing guy. When and, you get uh, to know you? Oh, yeah. A few pints there and everybody loves me. Loosen you up? Oh, yeah, for sure. Nice. And uh, what about the town of Carlton Place do you like the most? I like everything. I like CP. It's a nice little town there. I'm from a small town myself in Cumbermere. That's why I chose Carlton Place to move here and buy a house. And uh, the best thing is I met all you guys, and you're all a good bunch of lads. And uh, we have a good time playing hockey here, and I can't wait to do it for another 20 years or so. Excellent. Well, thanks, Darren, and we will see you on the ice. All right, 10-4. He's a demolition demon in the beat-up Chevrolet. It ain't worth a dollar, so he wrecks it every day. Now here is Kenner's SSP smash-up derby set. And you can hoot and holler, cause you ain't seen nothing yet. Crash, bang, crack them up, put them back again. Crash, bang, smash them up, it's smash-up time, my friend. Kenner's SSP smash-up derby set comes with everything you see right here. Boys are kicking around CP. What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. We don't care what's going on in Carlton Place this week because on the Magic Christmas Special podcast, it's all about the podcast. And we decided to do something extra special. Jeff, tell us what it is. Yeah, that's right. We don't care about CP. We only care about the CPSHL. Uh, we grabbed the microphones and we caught the guys on the eyes, off the eyes, and we asked them some questions. Yep, and here's what they had to say. Merry Christmas, Andy, too. Did you do all your Christmas shopping yet? Yes, I did, but it's not my fault that Amazon's not going to get it here on time. Hi, my name's Austin McQueen. I'm a ref for the CBSHL. And my least favorite Christmas memory is that I proposed last Christmas, and we are not getting married anymore because I pulled my head out of my ass. Okay, I'm distracting Mark Barnes on the bench. You were telling me before about your greatest Christmas moment. Tell the fans, tell the fans. Oh, great nine. Might have snuck a little bit of rum from my, my dad. And buddy of mine and I were having a few drinks, and he said, you know, Mark, Mark, I'm okay. I won't get caught because you can't get drunk on a bit of rum. I said, I think you're already there, friend. Don, you're a referee here in town, so we yes, appreciate all the work you do. What is your favorite Christmas memory or favorite Christmas present of all time? Uh, I was when I was probably about five. I got a nice train set. A train set? A train set, yeah. Excellent. And that set. was perfect. Well, thanks very much for doing this. We'll see you on the ice. Alrighty. Keep your head up. <laughs> Jacques, Merry Christmas. Uh, you got all your Christmas shopping done yet? No, I'm a quarter to six Christmas Eve kind of guy, and it depends what the gas station has available. Well, I'm looking uh, looking forward to that present. What are you getting me? What am I getting you? Hands. <laughs> oh, none taken. I'm here with uh, Jeff Levesque on the bench. Uh, do you have a uh, favorite Christmas present or memory of all time? Absolutely. And what is it? It was the Batmobile in 1968. Right, but did you uh, did you write him a letter and tell him that you wanted? How did you find out? Yeah, I just told my parents. They're too lazy to write. 
Marty Richmond, uh, have you got all your Christmas shopping done? No. And uh, do you have a favorite Christmas memory or a favorite Christmas present that you've ever got? Probably the uh, the hockey stick my grandfather gave me autographed by uh, all the Montreal Canadiens, like uh, uh, Toll Blake and Rocket Richard and yeah? Pocket Rocket. You still got it? I still have it. Very nice. That's a pretty special present. It is. Hi, Megan. So uh, I wanted to know, do you have a favorite Christmas memory or do you have a favorite Christmas present that you ever got? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with this. Ah, very nice. Very that very was nice. Christmas Day, though. Christmas so, Day? Yeah. Nice. What year? Uh, two years ago. So. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful ring. I'm here with Mike McDonald. Mikey, uh, I watched that last shift. Good effort out there. Um, just wondering, have you got all your Christmas shopping done? No, I haven't started yet. And uh, so, do you have a favorite Christmas memory or favorite Christmas present that you got when you were a kid? Oh yeah, definitely my Red Rider BB gun. Okay, we got Mitch, uh, timekeeper. Listen, Mitch, have you done all your Christmas shopping? No, I haven't even started yet. What? Come on, you know there's only eight days left, right, to Christmas? So I'm here with Ray McLaren uh, on the bench. Do you uh, do you have a favorite Christmas memory or Christmas present of all time? No, I'm not a very special person. <laughs> Well, you're special to me, Ray. <laughs> Thanks, and have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Ray Rushford, we know you're right in the middle of a hockey game here, but uh, we want to know what your favorite Christmas memory is. What the hell are you doing on my bench, fella? I'm barely breathing here. Give me a breath. <laughs> Rick, I know, Rick, I follow you on Facebook, so I know you got lots of good Christmas memories. Have you got all your Christmas shopping done? All online this year. Yeah? Awesome. And you're done done? Yeah. You're the first one tonight to say you're done. Congratulations. You win absolutely nothing. So I'm here with Sean Devlin. I noticed, Sean, on that last shift, your effort was about as good as getting to the rink on time. I just wanted to know, uh, do you have uh, your Christmas shopping done? No Christmas shopping, not till the 24th. Oh, are you one of the guys that go on the 24th? I'll be there, yeah, but after, after about 6 o'clock. Nice, nice. <laughs> and uh, do you have a favorite Christmas memory or a favorite Christmas present that you got as a kid? Hockey skates. Hockey when skates? Was, when I was three. When you are three? Yeah. Nice, nice. All right, well, have a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you on the ice. You too. Stu, you know Christmas is coming up, right? I do. You got all your stuff ready? I do not. Tell me one of your best Christmas memories. I'm going to have to say four years ago when I had my uh, son, his first Christmas. For the first time when you have your kid and you're actually, you know, seeing him celebrate Christmas and having fun and enjoying it, kind of brings back, you know, memories of you as a kid. But, yeah, super amazing. So I'm talking to uh, Todd Boyce. Uh, I, apparently you got a hat trick and an assist last week, so I know what's happened to my hands. They've transferred over to your hands now. And uh, Do you have a favorite Christmas memory or Christmas present of all time? Oh, uh, when I was probably 11, got a snowmobile. A snowmobile? Yeah, it was a used one. That's it was pretty, a beater, but it was great. That's a pretty good present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. All right, well, good luck tonight, Todd. We'll all see right. you on the ice. All right, thanks, buddy. Wes, can you tell me what your favorite Christmas memory is or your favorite Christmas present? Of all time? All time. Oh, I guess a race car set when I was about seven years old. Awesome, a race yeah. car set. That's it. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Wes. This is the rugged G.I. Joe adventure team. Today's mission, rescue stolen idol. Your own G.I. Joe will need the adventure team helicopter. Joe gets it together and takes off. There it is, but it's guarded by a giant cobra. Can Joe get the idol? You find out. Search for the Stolen Idol, a G.I. Joe adventure. G.I. Joe sold separately. Welcome to Diamond Dave's Beer of the Week. 
Hey, look who's here. It's Diamond Dave. What do you got in the bag for us today, Dave? Well, after a long uh, seven-hour trip pedaling up uh, north, I come across a little town called Gravenhurst. Uh, they have a little uh, brewery there called uh, Soda City Brewing Company. They're dedicated to the art and science of creating exceptional craft beers. They produce traditional ales, lagers, and array of styles. But there's nothing traditional but the flavor. Their brewmeister is uh, Sam Corbeil, and his talented team create exciting beers and expand the borders of traditional flavors and profiles. The rule at Soda City is there is no rules. They just make great beer. So when you were there, Dave, and you visited the facility, uh, tell me a little bit about it. Well, it's a nice facility. It's a 20,000 square foot facility uh, located on Main Street in Gravenhurst. It includes a 24 hectare liter Canadian made brew house, canning line, barrel aging room, and a large retail store and tap room. The focal point of the tap room is a 24 foot live edge bar milled from a 100 year old naturally felled pine tree, honoring the long history of logging in Muskoka. The tap room features 12 draft lines, tasting flights, mug club, and a Tudor tastings. Brewery tours are available on Saturdays. So the first beer I've brought is the, the Lone uh, Pine IPA. Uh, Soda Cities uh, says it's aggressive hop and bursting with flavors and pine citrus, loaded with mounds of hops, balanced with blend of four different malts, like the truckling tree. Each glass is a pine bow across your face. I found the little sour, to be honest with you guys, but uh, all in good sourness, and uh, poured with lots of head, with a nice uh, golden orange color. So you found uh, you found that the the citrus and uh, hops and stuff was sort of true to what they described. Yeah, pretty much. Well, with those citrus and that, you get a bit of sourness. But yeah, I found it fairly sour. So let's uh, let's crack <laughs> one open and we'll uh, we'll have a look. Well, you guys are pouring these, and after Dave's description, I'm really anxious to taste this. It sounds like it's going to have tons and tons and tons of flavor. Well, like uh, mounds, in, in your mounds of flavor in your very poorly lit but well appointed. Uh, undisclosed location it's hard to see the color i do see it being a little bit lighter than the description but the yes. head that dave described is definitely there the head's definitely there but the the srm they call it 11 which is like gold to red brown which i don't get that no i'm getting more it's, gold yeah i don't see a lot of red brown in that it smells ipa-ish for Does sure yeah good yeah great, great smell yeah. Oh, yeah good legs no sorry what is it Lacing. Lacing. Well, it hasn't lacing. done it yet. You, once you drink it down, it starts lacing. Ooh, lots of flavor. Not um, not an abrupt start. No, and not, not, a, a, not, a, not a, a quick start. You know? And not a really heavy finish either. It's kind of a... Wow. It's a bit of a roller coaster. It goes up and it goes down. What was the wow about The middle part of it just hit me. Because this is a podcast. I'll have to describe Jeff's face here. His eyebrows raised and his <laughs> nostrils flared. He kind of raised up a bit from his chair. I was a little nervous he was going to fart, but... That's what kind of cued me up to go. Like, what do you, what do you detect in here, Jeff? You kind of, your face just kind of uh, went on to uh, uh, ah, tilt I, mode I don't there. Know if I love it, well, I we're all stunned by. I the flavor. think if you're not a, a big IPA fan, then you probably will like it because I don't find it really super hoppy, and I don't find it really super heavy on the IPA flavor. Smooth for an IPA. If yeah, I could describe fun. the wavelength this would make for me, it's very. It starts off very, very flat peaks and then flat again there's there isn't like yeah. a rounded type of that's what i said full flavor it, it's to sort it. of roller coaster there's nothing at the beginning nothing at the end and sort of everything in the middle so the alcohol uh on this is uh 6.5 that that seems high to me i don't know if you guys thought so too i thought it would have a little more kick to it for 6.5 it doesn't taste like 6.5 i find it has a bit of a kick 
like a real alcohol kind of like you're having a shot of uh, vodka or something like that. You didn't feel that? You didn't taste that? Um, no. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not there. I just didn't. Uh, if somebody were to uh, ask me to guess at the uh, alcohol content, I would have got it way off. I would have thought 5.5 or 5.7 at most. So, yeah, 6.5 surprised me. Maybe they're being sneaky. Yeah, it's a little bit too many malts in there making it smooth for us. We got uh, Canadian two-row barley malt, a Crystal 45, a Karamunich Type 1, and a Careform in this. And four different hops, Summit, Simcoe, Columbus, and Chinook. Ooh, a little bit of everything in this one. Nice, Lake Simcoe. <laughs> well, they're near that, but I don't think that's where those hops are from. Oh, from Muskoka Lake. Mm-hmm. Believe it's all Muskoka water use. So I noticed on the can it talks about uh, a bit more information than usual. Like usually you get the ABV and the IBU. So ABV is 6.5 and the IBU is 65. But it's also got a couple other things. It's got an OG of 14.2 degrees P. It's got an SRM of 11 and an FG of 2.0 degrees P. What do you think that uh, means? I have no idea. Dave? OG, uh, original gravity, sometimes called original extract, is a measure of the solids content originally in the wort before alcoholic formation and commenced to produce the beer. Yep, so basically that's how many sugars are in the beer after yep. you run the mash. So you run it off and that's the stuff that's going to turn into your beer, that sugary water. You measure the original gravity and it'll give you that number. And then after you ferment it, you get the FG. Anybody? FG. FG, on the other hand, refers to the specific gravity of the fermented beer. In between OG and FG, some of the sugar in the mort is fermented into alcohol, while the remainder becomes part of the beer's body. And then the difference between those two, the original gravity and the final gravity, tells you your alcohol content. And then as we talked about the color, that's the SRM. The the higher the number, the darker it is. So you said, Dave, that you didn't think this... They have it listed at 11, but you they have it listed at 11. The lower end of 11 is copper, and from 11 to 14 is a red brown, which wow, this I, is yeah, that's yeah, nowhere near close. It's not no. even close to 11. It's like a gold. Huh. Best <laughs> way to describe the color of this beer urine. We're in what you're in trouble if you drink too much of this beer. <laughs> oh, hey, well, you know what? I one of the things that I find interesting is uh, that some of the beers that we've reviewed in the past don't give you very much information on their beer and this one's got too much and this has got it well this has got a lot of information so yeah. you know we we have a bit more that we can discuss which is kind of nice well that was good we're gonna have another yeah we can uh what else did you bring us dave well, i brought the skinny dip and stout it's a full flavored velvety smooth oatmeal stout it's black oiled and crammed to the brim with luscious decadent flavors of chocolate and roasted malts this massive ale is a delightful sinful treat so go natural and enjoy this all natural ale today i like it that sounds good that sounds good. It sounds cool. delicious. I can't wait to try had, it. It sounds I've, luscious. I've had this. I've had this one before, and I really like this one. Oh, this is yeah. one of my favorite right. stouts. And too. Kev's a big stout fan, so I'm going to have to defer it to like his. Uh, royal his love. Yeah, I like that oh, uh, reference. So what's the specs on this one, Dave? Just Now that uh, we just described the uh, OG, FG, and SRM on the last one, what's the... Uh, is this can as detailed as the last one? Oh, it's Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's got it's the nice. ABV of 5.5. It's got an IBU of 35. It's got an OG of 13.7 degrees P. It's got an SRM of 45. Ooh, that's black. <laughs> and it's got an FG of 3.5 degrees P. Ooh, yep. there we go. Black yep. on the SRM scale starts at 20. And what is this? 45. Yeah, yeah. so it's blacker than black. There we like, go. Well, let's crack her open. Okay. 
We've all got a little bit here. Jeff's just finishing up filling his glass, and we'll get our faces into these. So, Dave, I'm seeing uh, when we poured it, it's not pouring as thick as the black coal that we no. had, and it's certainly the color of the head is not as chestnut as that, but it's got a nice retention on the head. It looks Those. like I just poured a glass of root beer. It. I'm not picking up a lot of chocolate off the coffee. top of it. I'm getting mm-hmm. coffee. Big yeah. time. Yeah, the coffee off the smell is very, uh, very pugnant right off the start. I remember the last time we did the stout, it must have been the uh, black coal going on and on and on about the darkness of the head. Or was it John, that was, was it you? That does sound like Kevin. So do you think they try to get that dark head or if it doesn't happen, doesn't happen, it's just not part of the beer or does it does it say anything about the success of the of the brew? I don't, uh, I would have to defer that to Johnny. He knows more about that. I just know that uh, that the black coal is the only one so far that I've seen that has that dark a head. Um, this one has a typical sort of, I don't know, mocha colored head on the top front. So there's a lot of, a lot of flavor without the heaviness. Yes. Yeah, and the oatmeal they use in there, too, really smooths out the flavor. Yeah. You know, people kind of go, oh, I don't like the flavor of oatmeal. It's not in there to taste. It's in there to just kind of smooth everything out. It takes a little bit of the bitterness down, and... Uh, uh, yeah, hope, you'll see milk <laughs> You'll see milk stouts, and that's using the the, uh, the sugar from, from the milk, right? So that's the milk stout. This is an oatmeal stout. Um, then you got, you know, imperial stouts. You've got different things like that. But I like o- this one. The oatmeal it's... stouts are typically smooth. Right? This is super smooth for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be good. that pure Muskoka water. They That's advertise. what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I could I could drink this one all day long, all evening long. That not all day. like a challenge. Yeah. 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 If you want to get anything done, that would not be a good. And this would be a terrible beer for after hockey. <laughs> it would be a terrible beer for after hockey. But oh. you know where this beer will be good? This beer will be great on Donnie Lavarette's annual ice fishing uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. Yes. On, mm-hmm. If you were on the ice in an ice shack, this would be. Like fantastic, well, yeah. Especially sporting your CP shit show hoodies or sweaters or mugs, all that great swag we got coming. So, Dave, with the uh, malts and things, uh, what's the makeup of this beer? Well, this uh, the ingredients of this beer is uh, pure Muskoka water, of course, and then the Canadian uh, two row barley, a Crystal 120, a Victory, and a chocolate Carafoam, dark chocolate, and a roasted barley oats. That's really interesting because, as I, we all said earlier, like we were getting coffee off of this, but yeah. they have a lot of chocolate notes. Yeah, lots of chocolate. In that. However, I, the, in, in roasted barleys and that, the chocolate only yeah. refers to the color. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably the roasted barley you're getting there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. What you're saying, like the that. oatmeal? They, they all can give a coffee flavor, yeah. but when it says chocolate, it, it's it's that's, I guess, way back in the day, they were like, oh, it's chocolate colored. Which doesn't mean you're getting a chocolate flavor. It no, means just, you're getting a dark ah, color. Just because so, it's dark yeah. doesn't mean now, it's going to be chocolate. some beers, yeah. it may translate to a chocolate flavor, but sometimes it turns into coffee. Or sometimes licorice. Sometimes it turns into licorice, or sometimes yeah. it tastes like burnt charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I didn't know. Thanks, Johnny. So, then let's uh, get ourselves a Diamond Dave rating on uh, the beers. So, Diamond Dave, on the uh, let's start with the Long Pine IPA. How did you uh, How did you feel about it? I'm gonna give that uh, three point five. Three point five. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it went down very nice. Uh, find it. I found it a bit sour, but uh, not like a overwhelming sour that you can't drink it. You know, it was. It was nice. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna give it a two. I really didn't like the overall flavor. Like you said, it had that roller coaster taste. I guess you. Were, it just. It just didn't. It didn't go over well. Yeah. You said it was a roller coaster. Just to clarify. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> 
I said it was a roller coaster. I drew a waveform. Oh, you were the waveform. He was the waveform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a roller coaster. Kev, but uh, Johnny, what do you think? I'm uh, I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I I don't mind it as an as an IPA. It's better than some, but not as good as say Mad Tom or some of the other ones we've had. Yeah, I'm uh, in the same camp as Johnny. It's a two and a half for me, only because uh, if I was buying an IPA, that would not be one I would buy. I'd buy something else because we've tasted some better ones. Simple. All right. Okay. And on to the next one. So on the uh, skinny dipping stout, uh, Dave, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to go with four on this one. I like this one. I prefer it cold, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm really going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jeff? Four and a half for me. Um, great flavor. I think I actually liked it more than the uh, the Black Hole, the Railway mm-hmm. City. Yeah, I think I did. I don't know why. It just Kevin, had less, maybe. Of, less of a creosote. Yeah, flavor and more of a more of a coffee smooth flavor. Thought Kevin was coming over the table at <laughs> no. you there, Jeff. <laughs> no, no, I'm, uh, we will when we start insulting a cow bogey, but we'll get there one day. Yeah. Um, I'd give it a four as well, not four and a half. It was a good. Uh, I like it. It was a good stout. I like the any almost any stout with uh, oatmeal in it just smooths it out to, you know, that's a good sitting around your backyard, Jeff, or your backyard, Kevin. Uh, with a bonfire. Or yours and, this summer uh, once you get it cleaned up. Yes, sir. Yeah, or we'll, it, the fire or, there will be just the cleanup fire. <laughs> we'll call it a bonfire. Um, so, yeah, four for me. Uh, very, very good. All right, and I'm going to give it a five. And you know why I'm going to give it a five? I'm giving it a five for you people out there because I like stouts. And uh, I know I probably gave the, uh, the, the Railway City a, a lesser one. That is my favorite. But this is probably the average Joe's best chance at a stout. You like a stout? Or you want to try a stout? Try this one. This is a gateway stout. It is, I don't think you're going to find anything bad about it. It's coffee. It's smooth. It's not bitter. It doesn't have a lingering aftertaste. It's not too upfront. Just a really good drink and stout. I like it. Well yeah. said. You can't go warm or cold in this one. It's good either way. All right, Dave. Well, thank you very much for uh, all your efforts, and we really appreciate it. Your legs are turning into like legs like yep. Daniel Alfredson and Sidney Crosby with the friggin' all the pedaling you're doing. <laughs> but uh, we've got another mission for you for next week, so uh, we'll catch up with you again. Cheers, boys. It's been Merry a pleasure. Christmas, Dave. Merry, yeah, Christmas, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to your family, buddy. Create this festive sandwich tray for giving, and start with Velveeta processed cheese spread slices. There's no single cheese like it. Arrange with ham and pepper rings and add a special holiday spread of chopped vegetables and parquet margarine. A beautiful way to give the season's best. Craft TV special recipes are in TV Guide magazine. And here we are with our three styling 30 second rant. You know what bugs me? People complaining about self checkouts. Maybe it's our modern outrage culture over absolutely anything and everything, but self-checkouts are not going to spell the end of society, people. It didn't end when you had to push a few buttons at the bank. It didn't end when you had to pump your own gas. And it didn't end when you had to do it yourself, dialing a phone. How many people whining about self-checkout are online shoppers? Uh, did you have to go through a real-life cashier when you paid for that stuff there, Skippy Jim? Nope, you didn't. So give me a break, hypocrites. Self-checkout ain't gonna lead us into the fires of hell. Unless, of course, you're in front of me, screwing the pooch, and I'm in a rush. Then move your arse, you dodgy wanker. And that's what's bugging me. You know what bugs me? Parking. There are so many parking restrictions that the normal people, yeah, I said it, normal people, are slowly being parking shunned. Shoppers is a great example. Unless there's something wrong with you, you pretty much need a shuttle to get near the place once you've found a place you're allowed to park. There's handicapped parking, expectant mothers parking, 
family parking, contractor-only parking, online order pickup parking. It's the online order parking that's my favorite. They actually give priority to the people that are too lazy to go into the store and shop like everybody else. Meanwhile, real customers like me that actually take the time to go in have to walk a commercial mile to load their goods into their car. What's next? Parking for yellow cars only, parking for obese people, parking for brunette librarians who were recently stood up at the altar. No wonder assholes like the ones that drive BMWs park wherever the hell they want. They are so tired of losing their parking rights. That's what bugs me. You know what bugs me? Self-checkout line. Now, John, you're usually uh, right with your rants, but you're absolutely wrong on this one. I was at the local Walmart grocery shopping. I'm bringing my stuff up to the front of the store when I heard that familiar, looking for a cash? I can help you here. Now, in the old days, that meant her cash was free. Not this time. Suddenly, I'm in this line between fences like a cow heading to the slaughterhouse, and before I knew it, I was at the self-checkout. Funny thing, I don't remember applying for a job at Walmart. Somehow driving to the store, picking up my items, bringing them to the cash, ringing them up, Bagging them and paying a machine is more convenient for me and, quote, adds to my shopping experience. I fully expected someone to hand me an apron and a name tag. The friggin' nerve. And you know what's not convenient? Trying to balance a full grocery cart on an 18 by 18 inch table. Please put the last item on the bagging area. Please remove the last item from the bagging area. Please wait. A customer representative will be happy to assist you. Fuck's sakes, please. You want to know what is convenient and adds to my shopping experience? Taking my stuff to an employee, having them ringing it in, and bagging it, and then wishing me to have a good one, whatever that means. How did we do today, the Walmart machine asks. Not convenient, not pleasant, not even close, bud. And that's what's bugging me. That's what's bugging us. What's bugging you? If you've got a good rant, send it to, well, send it to the CP Shit Show self-checkout line. We'll take care of that for you. No, we won't. It's self-checkout. Well, CP Shit Show fans, that is it for the year. That was our special magic Christmas episode from everyone here at the CP Shit Show. That's me, Jeff, John, Kevin, and our producer slash janitor, Quincy McCluskey, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So get your Kodiaks and your Adidas bag and finish your damn shopping. The only gift we want here at the CP Shit Show is for you to tell others about this podcast. After all, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year round. Oh